Fantastic. Wonderful. It's just a, um, I want to speak about baptism. and um, Baptism is one of those, um, it's a time of excitement and celebration, a time of commitment, uh, a time when someone really stands up and says, I'm making my commitment toward God and, and uh, I want people to stand with me. Oh yeah, the bubbles, it's cool, isn't it? I said to Daniel does all our uh, media stuff. Let's celebrate Daniel because he's cool. And uh, we were going through the whole baptism. We were going through this and I said, it would, I, don't you think it would look better if you had a body floating? That would just... <laughs> and uh, the one we forgot to pull out. And uh, so... <laughs> So the baptisms is, uh, is a really special um, time, uh, a time of celebration, but not necessarily a time of a lot of understanding. So I'm going to read to you from Matthew's Gospel, chapter 3, and uh, I'm going to read from verse 13. It's the story of Jesus being baptized, and um, it really sets the scene for baptism in our own lives and um, the, the ministry of baptism um, and how it is shaped um, our thinking and our understanding our relationship with God. In Matthew 3.13 it says this, Then Jesus came from Galilee to the Jordan to be baptized by John. But John tried to deter him, saying, I need to be baptized by you, and do you come to me? Jesus replied, Let it be so now. It is proper for us to do this to fulfill all righteousness. Then John consented. As soon as Jesus was baptized, he went up out of the water, and at that moment heaven was opened, and he saw the Spirit of God descending like a dove, alighting on him. And a voice from heaven said, This is my Son, whom I love, and with him I am well pleased. You know, baptism is one of those rituals that um, it's often misunderstood. It's shrouded in traditions of man and church and religion, uh, and the experience of, of baptism has, has shifted um, and changed through, uh, through the centuries. Um, churches have created uh, different rituals of service. And, and we're constantly seeking to understand the authentic and the, uh, the, the fullness of what it means to be baptized. And Jesus' baptism is a, is a really important thing to understand because... It wasn't, he wasn't being baptized in a season of, it wasn't unusual. John the Baptist was baptizing people. It said um, that he baptized possibly millions of people. Um, I don't know whether that's particularly true, but there is a, there is a, um, there's an understanding that there was a huge revival with John the Baptist and, and many, many hundreds of thousands were coming to him to be baptized. And Baptism was something which was understood by the Jews. And we need to understand that because um, we, we understand it as being an, a, a Christian experience of the church. But baptism was something which the Jews were doing. And John the Baptist, as an Old Testament preacher, was baptizing believer, people who were coming, repenting from their sin and being baptized. And there was a baptism service which wasn't weird to to them. It wasn't unusual to them. In fact, even the Pharisees came to be baptized. 
Now we've got to understand that, so it wasn't even controversial. Now John the Baptist didn't let the Pharisees and the scribes be baptized because um, he, he called them dogs and various other pleasant names that the preachers are. I don't know why we're not allowed to call people dogs. I don't know. <laughs> We're preachers. We're meant to be polite and nice to people. I, want, I would like to call people dogs from time to time, but I'm not allowed. But John the Baptist, he didn't abide by PC rules. And so he could, he could, he could just tell people, look at you, you dog. And uh, who warned you? And he tells them to, to clear off. Basically, because the, the Pharisees understood, understood baptism, but they also knew knew that they could trap him in their games, that they weren't coming out of repentance, they were coming out of political play. And John wasn't going to play their games. Um, Do you know, the reality is this, that some people are so caught up in themselves that that's what happens to some people. That they caught up, and regardless of how much we love everybody and we want to give everyone an opportunity, some people are so caught up in themselves that what they do is they play games. And they don't come out of genuineness of heart. The difference being is that we've got to give everyone an opportunity. And even if we know that that's what their game is, you never know how God can touch and change a person. So you have to, you have to give grace and then a bit more grace and then a bit more grace. But John wasn't handing out any grace because Jesus hadn't died on the cross yet. <laughs> and forgiveness was not yet available to all. And... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and definitely not the Pharisees. And so, and so we've got to understand that, that baptism was part of a historical process of shift and of change. When the Jews came to a point of baptism, what they were saying was, I'm giving up who I was, I'm changing from that person, and I'm making a declaration that I'm becoming a new person. I'm taking away that old life and I'm coming up in a new life. And much of it was, was manifest and much of it was real in the place of an anointing. Now, King David, before he was just a shepherd boy and there he is um, uh, singing his songs to the sheep and, uh, and, and just a boy out in the field who loved God with all his heart. And God sees this boy and says, he's going to be the next king. And so Samuel comes along looking for the next king, looking for the one who would be king. And in this story of Samuel finding David, eventually having gone through all the boys, he comes to David and he anoints him as king. But he doesn't anoint him in the good old traditional spiritual way that we've seen in the movies and on television and in traditional where you get a little damp a little bit of oil and you dab it very neatly in case it puts grease on their clothing. And there was an immersion of oil. It was a baptism. It was a complete flood, a pouring out that covered them. When there was an anointing, there was an anointing. When there was an immersion, there was an immersion. It was a complete covering. And so when David was covered, he was anointed. There was a shift and a change that took place. Now, this is important. The king was always in David. But he couldn't become king until he had been immersed. He couldn't become king because the transfer hadn't taken place. 
Now, Jesus comes to John to be baptized. John is preaching a gospel of repentance. And Jesus comes to be baptized. But Jesus doesn't need to be baptized. And John's right. John says to Jesus, he says, I should be baptized by you. John's right. He should be. The fact is, Jesus and his team, Jesus didn't actually baptize anyone, but when Jesus started his ministry, after this time, he ended up baptizing more people than John. And John had a great revival, but Jesus and his disciples are baptizing. And they're baptizing more disciples than John was baptizing. And so even Jesus and his uh, disciples are baptizing more. And so there is this understanding that baptism as a critical point of a shift and a change. But Jesus comes and he comes to the disciples, he comes, sorry, he comes to John and he says, <laughs> what is it, my brain, he says, and all of a sudden I can see Homer Simpson and a pie going, right, uh, and nothing, just going around my brain. <laughs> Jesus replied let it be so now it is proper for us to do this to fulfill all righteousness now Jesus didn't say that I might be righteous he said to fulfill righteousness all righteousness now this is critical you see remember I said that David the king was already in David the anointing didn't make him king it gave him power to be king He was already a king in himself. Jesus was the Son of God. He was righteous. In fact, he was righteous and he is our righteousness. But to fulfill righteousness, he had to be baptized. In other words, baptism was a critical part of his ministry and his anointing authority to be in ministry. See, Jesus was the Son of God and he was righteous. But he wasn't usurping power. He wasn't gaining position unrighteously or any kind of position that he wasn't rightfully his. Jesus had to be baptized. The priest in the temple would be immersed in water as part of the anointing ceremony so that he would come up and come up as high priest. To go from priest to high priest, he was baptized. Now, John the Baptist was son of the high priest, but John was unusual in his ministry. He was one of only three men that in the Bible that didn't, um, that didn't drink um, any alcohol, they didn't cut their hair, and there's something else I can't remember they didn't do. But they were, they, were, um, they were righteous men, and they lived righteously all their days. And so John the, uh, John the Baptist, who is son of the high priest, he baptizes Jesus, giving Jesus the fulfillment of all righteousness that he may go down as a righteous man coming up as a high priest and a great high priest and minister for you and I. Jesus came and he said, I came to fulfill all righteousness. Let it be so because I came to fulfill righteousness. I, he came to fulfill who he was. He came to walk in the paths and the ordinances of God that have been set for us. Amen. Now I'm saying this because I want you to understand that Jesus, when he, when he was saying he died on the cross, he had, 
he had destroyed sin, he had, he had gained victory over death, and he had spoken over his uh, apostles and his disciples, and he had breathed on them and prayed for them and appointed them. And then he speaks these words in Matthew's Gospel, chapter 28, verse 18. And Jesus came and spoke to them, saying, All authority has been given to me in heaven and on earth. Now this is critical. Because Jesus had to have authority given to him for him to give it. And part of his authority was in baptism, that he came through the waters of baptism. And he says here, Go therefore, make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all things that I may that I have commanded you and lo I am with you always to the ends of the earth you see baptism doesn't save you God you you've got to understand that that many people are confused ask this question am I born again if I haven't if I if I haven't been baptized yes baptism doesn't save you To be born again, you have to believe in Jesus Christ. You have to confess his name and believe in your heart and you will be saved, the Bible says. That is how you get born again. There isn't another ritual. There isn't another process of being born again. But this isn't about being born again. This is about fulfilling righteousness. This is about the process, the journey of fulfilling the pathway of obeying God. The Bible says, he says teaching them to observe all things. Go therefore and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. You see, Jesus called us to be kings and priests, amen? That we might fulfill the fullness of who we are. We are baptized into Jesus Christ. You're not baptized into the Junction Church. There's nothing in that water that will change you, we hope. If there is, <laughs> we'll get you to sign a little declaration. <laughs> we can't get sued afterwards. It's all right, we're well insured. <laughs> and, you know, <laughs> you know, the water of baptism, it's just common Scottish water, better than most places. In London, it's been filtered by seven sets of human kidneys before it gets to you, but in Scotland, probably only two or three. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) There are whiskey kidneys up here. And Jesus said, all authority has been given to me. It's critical that you understand that for you to be a king and a priest, to fulfill all righteousness... We come through the waters of baptism. We come to Jesus Christ and say, God, I'm following you all the way. That I may be immersed in who you are. We are baptized in Jesus Christ. We are baptized in the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. We don't get baptized into church, into movement, into denomination, or into tradition. Into tradition. Into tradition. That's (laughs) that's a tongue twister for you. We don't get baptized into any of those things because those are the things of man. The church 
is formed within denomination and formed within framework to contain the structures that we need to run a church, an organization. But the kingdom of God is greater than our organization. It's greater than our plan. It's greater than our run sheet. It's greater than our musicianship. It's greater than our vision. It's greater than all of those things. The kingdom of God is written and tattooed upon our heart that it may never be removed. The kingdom of God, and we have all become living stones, the Bible says in Peter's Peter's gospel, in Peter's letter, that we have become living stones in the church of the living God. And so when we are baptized, we are baptized into Jesus Christ, fulfilling the call and destiny upon our lives that we might rise up with all authority as kings and priests. Jesus said, all authority has been given to me. I give you all authority. We can receive all authority through the waters of baptism. And so for those who have been baptized tonight, It is a time of declaration, declaring that they love Jesus Christ, declaring that they have a hope and a faith, confess that He is their Lord and Savior, confess they believe in Him, knowing full well that as they come through the waters of baptism, this is a time, the Bible calls it in Colossians, a time of circumcision. It's a time when the old, that's who I was, this is who I am. I leave behind my old life, And I rise up a new follower, believer in Jesus Christ, walking a path of righteousness, rising up in authority and power in Jesus' name. Amen? Amen, amen. amen. Let's pray, shall we? Father, I thank you that you are touching and changing so many people. I thank you, Father, for the opportunity of being able to follow you through the waters of baptism. I thank you, Father, that as we go under the water, We know that we leave behind, we declare the old life gone and we rise up a new person, fully immersed and anointed for new things in your mighty name. Amen.